Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I'm going to be talking about Anthony Bourdain's suicide that uh, has been announced on Friday. And I wanted to bring up a um, uh, kind of like a maybe anecdotal or personal view uh, on this, okay? So he, I live in New York, and he had a couple restaurants, uh, Las Hollis. Um, it's like a French um, restaurant. And there was one, the first one I had ate at was actually on Park Avenue. And when I first moved to Manhattan, I lived on 34th Street and First Ave. So it wasn't too far away. I think it was like around 42nd and no, it wasn't 42nd. It was more like, it was like maybe like 20, 28th and Park Ave, something like that. Um, and then there was one in Lower Manhattan, not too far away from where I currently live. I live in the financial district in just off of Wall Street. And the um, restaurants closed. Uh, they, they were having some difficulties in terms of cash flow and, and paying their employees and eventually it, it closed. Um, but what I do remember about, about Anthony is uh, his book, Kitchen Confidentials. When I, one of my first jobs uh, was in the restaurant business, actually, besides a paper route. I was, you know, I had a paper route when I was 12 years old. But then when I was uh, 15 and 16 years old, I, I worked in the restaurant business. And I was a, a busboy, and then I went into, you know, a, uh, as a uh, dishwasher, and then went as a line cook at a three-star restaurant called um, Nags Head. And um, it was around, this is around 1985, 86. And, and um, around this time period is when he, when he, when he starts to come out on, on the scenes. Um, so I kind of I kind of remember this book and having an affinity towards cooking and having um, you know my you know my experience behind the scenes in, in a restaurant a very busy restaurant people that work in, in, in the restaurant business um, could tell you that especially if they're on, on the on the line um, that uh, it's very hot, even in the winter. Um, you're sweating, you know, it's in, in there, and you're, you're serving so many people so quickly that once you clean the kitchen at night, and usually you're staying late to clean the kitchen, that you, um, you have like, you know, you're, you're in super active mode, even though you're tired. So it's hard to sleep. Um, and even when you're sleeping, because of the stress of the job, 
you're actually dreaming of the job and so you're never really away from it only to go back again the next day so I, I remember that uh, very well and um, I did that up to my um, first semester in, in college in, in my undergrad and, uh, and then eventually went into plastics and engineering and da 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 but being in that kind of realm and working in the restaurant business uh, and doing the prepping and all that, I, I can understand some of the things that he was saying in Kinchin Confidential, his book. And then when he blossomed out and going around the world and um, filming different cuisines and stuff, before he became affiliated with CNN and Parts Unknown. I don't remember the name of his first his first show. I don't, I don't remember, but I remember seeing it. And at that same time, uh, there was a cook, his name was Wolf, that I, that I liked. Also Emeril, I liked. Uh, so the Wolf, Emeril, and him, and Martha, and Martha Stewart, were kind of like the ones that I kind of gravitated to. Um, watching the cooking shows and, and, and stuff on cable. And then when I saw the debut of Parts Unknown on CNN, when I had cable, um, I cut the cord three years ago, but when I had cable, um, I thought that show was excellent. It was an excellent show. And he, I like the idea of bringing internationalism to food and culture and conversation and as you know you know i've been writing books about artificial intelligence and the genome and uh, quantitative finance and economics um, there's a theme on this and that is humanism and we, we have technology that's being built up. We're becoming a very technological society. But we're also becoming less and less human. And shows like his was the reaffirmation, the, the realization that humanism is the way to go and not this technology um, or over-reliance on technology or what I would say teleporting back to the 1980s with the current technology that we have you know we need to um, realize that there are institutionalisms that are taking place that may become burdensome either because of the finances to maintain its entropy or the um, the um, the systemic risk that builds up because of the institutionalisms, and we need to kind of like dial it back and go to a simpler, more primal instinct. And some of those more primal instincts are conversation and food. So ha being by a counter. Um, a stove, a counter chair, 
in talking, in cooking. That is humanism. And that is a very, that's what he brought to the show, is this idea of we can understand each other more by going to the, the root of the culture. And the root of the culture is association with family, association with food, association, and, and all these other things could blossom from that. Politics, internationalism, um, technology, and, and this. So this is why I like to show. I stopped watching it because of obviously pulling the cord um, and trying to simplify a little bit more of my life. But I thought his show was extremely good, um, especially on the one on Iran, especially the one on Japan, the one that he did in Thailand and uh, um, Vietnam, I think were very good. Uh, he also did some in uh, the south of the, of the United States. And if I remember right, I thought he did one in Cuba too, but um, that I saw. But uh, I thought his, his show was excellent. In terms of, and he, he gravitated to a, a, a certain French um, chef. I don't know his name. I'm not that familiar with the genre. But, but um, and in his show, if I remember right, he was trying to, he, he was setting up dishes and he was inter talking and interviewing this famous chef that he learned under um, when he spent time in France. So, you know, he, you know, he had a level of, of um, technical skills, but I think what really set him apart was the humanism that we can all learn from and what's going on in today's politic um, and in technology. You know, we're too over-reliant on the bureaucratic technocracy that, that Kissinger and, and Brzezinski wrote about for many decades. Now, there is the, you know, I've been watching some videos on about his death. I saw the Anderson Cooper um, video that was 12 minutes about Anthony uh, Bourdain and, you know, it was, it was good, but it's from a CNN perspective. Their most important show was actually his show. Now, there's been a few things that Anthony Bourdain did say that were anti-Trump. Um, and I don't know if it's from what he really believed in, which he might have, or if it was he was towing a line and he just kind of fell in the trap. But there's a lot of people within CNN and, and mainstream media in general that's very anti-Trump. Um, but at least he was a realist. You know, he, you know, he said what was on his mind and, and, and whatnot. So I saw that video. I also saw a 
few minutes of uh, Ben Shapiro's video on on um, him, so I only know the first four or five minutes. It was primarily problems with suicide and and many of these individuals just recently that are very successful killing themselves, like Kate Spade. And Ben Shapiro is basically stating that, well, it's not really because of economics, it's more there's something else, there's something else missing even when you're, um, even when you're rich, you know, there's this depression that, that, that people are having. I saw Lionel um, on his channel, YouTube channel, talking about auto mourning and um, that it seemed a little suspicious that all of a sudden it was it was okay it was definitely a suicide um, then I heard uh, two videos on Alex Jones and Infowars about what he thinks ha happened and he's coming from the perspective that it probably was not suicide it was probably homicide because he was becoming awakened with his relationship with Elon Musk and this need for humanism and this technocracy that that um, may be very detrimental to the United States to to the human race and that he was going to weave technology into these new episodes that he was going to release and that he was taken out um, so you had the spectrum of individuals you had the CNN spectrum saying well it was suicide and you know we miss him you have the middle ground where it was you know suicides is, is a problem and uh, you know we need to reach out you know and there seems to be this epidemic that's that's starting to happen with Lionel, you know, saying, well, we're not really sure what happened. And then you have Alex Jones that says that he has sources from SpaceX that that can confirm that he was going to go public on some advancements in technology that could hurt the human race and what way to go. I don't know where I fall in this spectrum because I don't know I don't know. It does seem odd that if one, it didn't seem like there was a long enough investigation to find out if he actually killed himself. It seemed too immediate to, to know this. Two, his he was doing films with a very anti-global guy like like Elon Musk that's kind of like bucking the system like Tony Stark kind of guy but um, is tied in with a deep state because of SpaceX so this like deep state has two sides to it it's I call it the Ubers and the anti-Ubers all right um, and he's an anti-Uber of this so the um, so I don't know, but I do, 
there's kind of like, you know, and this is where Lionel would say that this is auto mourning. But what he represents, and he still represents because he left a body of work for people to reference, what Anthony Bourdain provided was that we can use the primal instinct of family, togetherness, and food to understand each other. And that's probably the best gift that you can give to humanity, independent of if he killed himself or if it was homicide. But it would be very interesting to know what some of those conversations were with Elon Musk. Now, I don't know if Alex Jones is speaking with hyperbole or, you know, this is really true. I don't, I, I, it's, it's hard to tell these days and what, what's right and what's wrong. Um, but unfortunately, there is a, uh, there's a gap that that is lost. There, there a person is is lost. Um, that was shining away a path towards humanism. Um, I would say that even though there were different types, these these individuals were different people, and in different genres, and different expertise, and different educational levels. Um, but Hitchens was also a humanist. Um, to be critical, you have a critical thinking, you have a critical eye, to be a contrarian. Um, Anthony Bourdain, you know, was trying to weave that we can come together and understand each other more through food and conversation. So thank you for listening to this video. Uh, please like, please subscribe, please share the video. I've been uh, filtered and curtailed and, and uh, demonetized and everything else on YouTube. So I appreciate you sharing the video and uh, showing, showing my, um, or going to my website. It's the studio, the dash studio dash Reykjavik.com. Taking a look at my research that I've put out there on SSRN.com. Looking at some of the scholarly journals that I published and some of the books that I published. And uh, if you could um, pass on the word, I'd appreciate it. So thank you for listening and have a nice day.